0: Everyone, we're back with another week of Find Your Film. This is the week covering Friday, June twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two. The week ending June twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two. Sometimes we do video uh, recordings on YouTube, and then we have we're actually doing virtual backgrounds right now. I mean, uh, of obviously, all you audio people will not know what's going on. Eric Holmes has a crushing ASS poster flux home a, what, what aka air combs what
1: is how did you get that poster what is that uh it's a wasp poster with a picture of you on the head There, thank you very much this is my a uh, crushing uh anarchy sign dollar sign dollar sign you can't see it really good with the uh <laughs> very good with the font very. there but that's what it is and not one but five exclamation points because <laughs> thank you, sir. So <laughs> exciting it thank is <laughs> you, because that's what I do.
0: I, my, my name is Greg Srizavasi and I crush ASS. Speaking of crushing, I have the perk, aka Bruce Perky. That is a reference to Eye of the Cat. What do you think of that poster as your virtual background? That, that is that? Oh, look at that. There's a green cat, there's a woman who's screaming. <laughs> it's black and white. So <laughs>
2: it just displays my mental state most times so i figure that's just just embodies it for you and by the way i would just only thing i would criticize about your poster there uh, eric is it should be 6.9 exclamation points i think you need to fix that <laughs>
1: yeah well the the poster wasn't long enough <laughs> <laughs>
2: i mean what is when greg's on there so you know
0: and th- again this is not very good for our audio listeners but very quick plug, Eric Holmes, what are you drinking out of and what are you wearing right now this week?
1: Oh, I got a uh, very delicious, uh, very delicious glass of apple juice in my mm-hmm. middle class film glass, <laughs> middle-, <laughs> middle class film glass. Very good. <laughs> very good branding. Middle class got, nice, uh, got a nice T-shirt from their uh, merch store. By the, the way, color pink because it brings out my eyes. Middle
0: class. It does bring out your eyes, Eric Holmes. Middle class film class. It's a pink shirt from Eric Holmes for again your audio listeners. It looks really good with the black logo of Peter Beta and Tyler Noe and Joseph Navarro's really cool podcast. That actually, Bruce Brookie, you've been on that podcast a couple times, right, or once before?
2: Yeah, I've been on a couple of times. My kid's been on there once. So, yeah, uh, yeah. very good.
0: Sure. I I, or, I ordered um, a mug for middle-class film class. It looks, I think they have a black mug or something. It looks really good and obviously the glass looks good. Again, that is Peter Beta and crew, Tyler and Joseph for middle-class film class. Peter Beta, obviously every single week, week has been dropping the beat for the last maybe year and a half, close to the inception of middle class, not middle class, of Find Your Film. Speaking of inception, Bruce, you're you're. Huge Nolan fan, right? That's just an aside. We were talking about Inception. Are you, By the way, no, seriously. Are you a fan of Inception? Did you ever like that movie?
2: Uh, we went and saw it in the theater, my wife and a bunch of friends and ours. And we got out of there. We were like, oh, boy. Yeah, no, not not so much. Pretty long and boring.
0: Did I thought you told me you afterwards you went back to your domicile and you were playing with the spinning top for a while and you were wondering if it's going to keep on spinning or not. Is that true? Or
2: I kept walking on the walls of the hallway. I, could, I didn't have good luck with that. It didn't work out for me.
0: <laughs> didn't, didn't work out for, for you. Let's see what's going to work out for us this week here on Find Your Film. Oh, by the way, before we get to our featured reviews, there's going to be a couple of things we want to mention. First off, Bruce Berkey, you were part of the Instagram Live. You got to witness the a Dinner in America Instagram IG Live last week. Can you tell our listeners about that?
2: Yeah, we had uh, well, he, we had Kyle Gallner and uh, oh boy, if I got your name, um, Emily Skegs, uh, Emily Skegs, thank you. Uh, both uh hosted a live Instagram, just a live stream for I don't know, it went on almost for, almost for ninety minutes, and they had just kind of decided like, hey, let's have a live stream and talk about uh, dinner in America, and they did, and it was probably ranging from. 80 to 150 people kind of on average in there. And they were just talking about how they made the movie and how awesome it was and what they did and answering questions and um, just being really cool. Just, I mean, they seem to both genuinely love the movie they made to the point that they would put that much time into it just because they wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Like they're not, I don't think they're getting, paid to promote it in that way. They're um, loving their own movie and wanting other people to catch it as well.
0: By the way, Kyle Gallner has been stumping like a politician for dinner in America for the last month or so, even though the movie is doing really well on demand and whatnot. So Props to him for stumping it. He's just been very good on the socials regarding. I, that's actually good to show. hear
1: too, because yeah. I, I, I think we mentioned it when we reviewed it. I thought this was that was a movie that was just going to come and go. It doesn't seem yes. to be the case. I don't, you know, it's not doing Marvel numbers or anything. I'm sure, but uh, you know, the the I not seen one person that didn't like it so far, and I've seen a lot of people uh, kind of post about it on the Twitters, Facebooks, everything.
0: You thought it was going dinner in America was going to come and go, Eric Holmes, because you do not trust the American public, their taste. No. You, you, oh, oh, very, very simple. I was waiting for you to actually weasel out of that. Just no, just no, no. no.
1: And, and in the fact, I've been listening <laughs> to the audio book of uh, George Orwell's 1984 this week. It's, my thoughts on humanity is even lower than it was before <laughs> oh, this week started
0: okay you're you're losing me bruce perky is george orwell 1984 is that a movie coming out that we're covering on find your film or what so
2: it-, it might be in the box maybe it's i have a version of it in there i don't remember or books orwell. i don't know these books things uh after fahrenheit 451 happened i thought we got rid of all those so yeah,
0: yeah didn't That's we cool. burn that didn't we burn that book a long time ago bruce Fahrenheit four fifty one. i've been a
2: fireman for a long time so i'm making sure there's <laughs> none around so
1: Yes, uh, the 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 book was burned, and I wasn't uh, listening to the audio book, and I I lied. I, 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 please don't, Big Brother, Big Brother, please don't come to my house. Please don't come don't. to my
0: house. <laughs> but by the way, on our show notes, we're going to post Eric Holmes' residence. So if you want to come to Eric Holmes' house, you can. Speaking of fire and all things burning and all things just just getting destroyed, the thing 40th anniversary was attended by. Bruce Perky and I believe both your kids, did you, did you go there? Did you, how was the experience? There was some complaints regarding Mick Garris about the aspect ratio, which I'm not very good at. How was that experience overall for you? Did you agree with Mick Garris's criti- criticism of that? Uh, I
2: do. Yeah. yeah the, the criticism was definitely founded that it was cropped and the image quality wasn't very spectacular. Luckily, both my kids enjoyed it quite a bit because they didn't really have necessarily quite the frame of reference. And that was kind of the main point was to go there. And the movie shines through. The movie's great no matter what. But honestly, for the quality of the Blu-rays and the 4K transfers that are out there these days, I mean, I would not spend the money to go watch it in a theater in that presentation if you don't need to. Um,
0: but it was worth spending the money for you because you got Yeah
2: for the experience and, and seeing it on the big screen and, and having that sound and that soundtrack coming through and all the experiences of the actual movie with my kids was a lot of fun for sure.
0: I mean, I don't know, Eric Holmes, what do you think about the aspect ratio? Do you think some people are a bit too nitpicky? Like for me, if I saw the thing in the aspect ratio of my iPod, I'd be okay with it. How, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, I definitely notice because um, certain movies, like especially ones that you've seen a lot, but even, even when you haven't seen them, uh, when they crop them, it feels really claustrophobic and not in an intentional way. And in like a uh, damn move out of the way so I can see the rest of it. Like, you know, I, I'm trying to fight to see the rest of the picture and it's picture and it's very uh, distracting. So mm-hmm. I would say that's, uh, but then again, maybe, uh, maybe if you're a mainstream movie goer and you've heard of the thing or whatever, and like, cause I remember when I was a kid watching, uh, VHS tapes and, uh, you know, the idea of a widescreen was like, oh, I don't want to look at those black bars. That was distracting. And then I found out what it right. was and what the, what the f- air quote full frame is. And then once I found out that, I was like, oh no, now that that's so, yeah, I I'm part of the hipster elite. Oh. as far as that goes well folks
0: you know what eric holmes and bruce perky are part of the hipster elite if you want just the lowest common denominator go to Greg Shusvossi, hashtag pan and scan bring it back i love turner's colorization of everything i think i'm just going to troll this whole <laughs> this whole podcast just for the heck of it i'm in a trolling mood i'm going to turn off that trolling mood right now because one of our wonderful brethren is william lindis eric holmes how awesome was that tell us about the whole william lindis story last
1: week well, pan and scans of Vosti. It was quite- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, William Lindus, he came up to Denver uh, for some work thing and I hit him up. I'm like, Hey, let, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we got together. It was only for a couple hours. We had some coffee. I uh, just uh, vomited verbal diarrhea at him for a couple hours. And uh, we all know how awesome William Lindus is. We've all yes. met him like either through zoom or through the Facebook uh, cinematic page or movie bears um, podcast. Yeah movie, yeah, movie, movie bears podcast, and I cannot describe how wonderful of a person he is in real life. You know when you you know when uh um, you see a picture of something, it's like wow that mountain range looks really really pretty, but then you go to the mountain range, it's like holy crap that picture does not do it justice. As pretty as that picture is, it's so much better in person. That's oh. the best I can describe William Melendez. He's a he's a fucking gem of a human being. And then when you meet him in person, I must have given him like a hundred hugs. And that wasn't nearly enough. And it was, it was a short lived time. I'm sure it creeped him out, but, uh, good and plenty, but, uh, yeah, he was awesome. And I can't wait to see him again. And then we started talking about maybe, uh, um, you know, cause there, there's a lot of other, uh, a lot of other cool people on the, the, cinematics page. I'd like to meet in person. I met Andrew Martin in person. I met you in person, Greg, have not yeah. met you in person, Bruce and so you know it, it'd probably be a good idea some at some point like get something together where we' all can kind of converge in one area but I haven't figured out how that's gonna work out yet but after meeting will it was like oh, this has to happen sooner than later but we'll see what happens
0: you know there's so many great people in our cinematics Facebook group a lot of cinephiles and you know to be honest that's where I was just conversing today and they're there I was just telling them I, that's where I get most of my Movie information, not from Eric Holmes, not from Bruce Berkey, no disrespect, or not from myself. A lot of the members, they just post up some really cool movie insights that I love to read or when people are posting up their podcast information or something else, something they wrote online. I love reading that stuff and just a great community and can't wait to to one of these days. You know, if, if William Lindis or Joseph Bridges or Ken Cunningham, Andrew Martin, all these people, Angie Clark, if you ever want to meet us to meet the crew of Find Your Film, Andrew, um, and, and yeah, and Andrew too, Bruce and Eric will be more than happy to meet all of you and please <laughs> send me the video because I can't wait to see it. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Be, Bruce, are you ready to meet a lot of the uh, people over? Are you excited about it or, or what?
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Come on down. Okay. Start barbecue something. You can do meat or not meat, depending on what you like. And uh, you know, we get some beer and
0: who's a better barbecuer, Eric Holmes or Bruce Perky. This is what I want to know. Mm.
2: I, I, you know, I'm not an ex- expert. I'll give it to Eric. He's the winner. I will
1: take that. I will take that. But <laughs> th- uh, Bruce, I, th- I think, we, I think Ray just pan and scanned us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I did. I'm going to pan and scan this entire thing. In fact, this whole listeners, this whole podcast will be cropped. Anyways, before we get to our featured films this week, let's talk about some movie recommendations from our fellow, just our fellow members from Facebook group. And now uh, from our uh, cinematic Facebook group, like just our, our members. So here's from Ken Cunningham. One of his recommendations this week is, he says, check your health. If you feel fine, watch Testament from 1983. If you aren't doing good, avoid this film at all costs. This is a heavy drama that goes to real dark places. So that is the first recommendation that is from Ken Cunningham. And it's a movie called Testament from 1983. I remember that this as in the early 80s. I just remembered that actress Jane Alexander was in it and I had no idea That Testament is worth watching, but Ken Cunningham gave us that review, and I'll be reading some of these other recommendations throughout the podcast. We have a lot of movies to cover this week, some really interesting films. There's Murder at Yellowstone City, and that's a Western. There's Flux Gourmet, which I didn't see. Bruce and Eric did see it. There's a movie called Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes. There is, and there is a film called Apples. Bruce Perky, I've been talking a lot. We're going to start with you. What movie do you want us to cover first?
1: Um,
2: a is for apples. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm predictable. Start with A.
0: Apples. Apples, air combs. Are you an apples fan? Are you a fan of oranges, mangoes? Do you have a favorite fruit? Let's hear it.
1: Well, my favorite fruit is grapes. Although I will say that uh, watching this movie, I was, I was craving uh, apples the entire time.
0: There's a lot of apple eating in this
1: movie <coughs> bruce how how much are how big of a fan
0: are you of said apples?
2: uh apples are okay, sure, they're good, you know it <laughs> depends on the kind you get sometimes they're sweeter, sometimes they're more tart, sometimes they're grainy and not not so juicy, but you know it just depends on the apple you get.
0: I don't know how do we start with apples it's It centers in a sort of a a pandemic or an epidemic, a global epidemic, where people aren't getting COVID. They're losing their memory. And the, the protagonist in this film, he he just goes out on the bus. He get, buys flowers. And you think everything's just a normal day? You, you know, He starts off with when his, his, his apartment and he buys the flowers, goes on a bus. The problem is, at the end of the day, he's the only person on the bus. And they check on him. The bus driver checks on him and other people check on him. And they realize, no ID, no ID he doesn't know who he is. And so what happens is the first part of the narrative has him in a hospital and they're trying to get him to remember who he is. And then what happens is Apple centers on a government sanction program where people who lose their memory, they are reintegrated back into society as a new person. They've, they've lost all hope. They're saying, wait, you know what? You you lost your memory. You're not going to get it back. Too bad. So sad. So what we're going to do is we're going to reintegrate you to society we're gonna get, get get your your own domicile. We're gonna let you maybe subsidize your your daily eating, daily habits. Here's the catch, though. There's a cassette tape that you have to play every day, and you have to do exactly everything we tell you on that cassette tape. So our quote unquote protagonist, he 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 does a new life. He loves the only thing that is connecting him to his past life is he knows he loves apples, and that's it. And so every single day he plays a cassette tape and he does everything that these people who work, I guess this government section, they're just these people who are sort of like Eric was mentioning big brother. They're kind of like big brother in a way. You don't know if they're good. You don't know if they're bad, et cetera, et cetera. It's up to him to basically do their bidding. That is a premise of apples. Let's start with you, Eric Holmes, regarding apples. You said you liked apples after a little bit more after watching this movie. Does that mean you enjoyed this experience?
1: Oh, I, I was talking about the actual the actual fruit. Uh, I, I was really craving to eat apples. This movie's not normally my speed because this is a little too indie porn for my taste. But I did like it because uh, there was like a little, you know, some undercover humor, uh, humorous scenes here and there. <laughs> uh, like, because uh, the, the tape that he plays, uh, I think the tape is the idea is that it's supposed to get him out into the world. Because he's gotta be a new person because no one knows who he is. So he's gotta, you know, he's gotta basically make new memories and become become a new person as opposed to just waiting around at the hospital for someone to find him, which may never happen. So he's like going out and like uh you know, they'll have him go to parties, uh one uh A hey, go out and meet a, meet a girl. And then like the the things that he's supposed to do is kind of progressively get a little stranger. Torres like oh why are you telling someone to do that but there is one person uh one point where he goes to uh he goes to a strip club and he he taps the uh he taps the dancer on the on the shoulder which by the way if you go to a strip club don't do that i'm like no never do that but the fact that he was like reaching over it's like dude you're gonna get tackled but he's like uh it's one of your uh it's one of your co-workers uh good for a you know whatever and then uh he goes gets a lap dance and he's like not feeling it. And then he just goes, uh, Can you just stand there for a second? He stands next to him and just kind of like selfies. So it's fun to watch him go around selfie with stuff. Um, oh, I wanted to point out the soundtrack, the score. It's one main theme that plays throughout. It's really good. I have that on after I got done watching the movie. I just put that on loop uh because it's really good. Um, so this but- movie
0: connected with you in a, Surprisingly, even though it is a little bit of an indie porn aesthetic,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's funny, but it's not like uh, it's not like a Adam Sandler movie funny. This is like a indie porn funny, I guess, where it's like the the situations he's put in are kind of ridiculous. So you kind of, at least, I chuckled at a lot of it, and then it's got a you know, it's got the uh, you know the drama stuff where you know it, as indie porn movies do, where it's like you kind of feel bad for him. And there's some other stuff going on too that we probably shouldn't talk about here, but uh involving his memory. Okay. And I don't know that his memory is what we think it is. And in fact, they never really they never really uh at least Very as far as reading. I can tell, yeah. they never really uh put a point on it. But I have I have some uh a hypothesis on what's going on with his life but mm. i can't mention it here it, needless to say there's some there's some good stuff in here uh it, it does go slow sometimes but i mean that's just my taste um and i think i think there's some people that's gonna dig it and there's some people it's gonna be like another one of these so i guess it's just all depending on your taste do you like apples yeah. or oranges? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Eric mentioned Eric mentioned a woman in, in this movie and there's a, another woman uh, there's a woman in this movie who is an important part of the narrative she's sort of the co-star and she's she actually is another person person who is who's an amnesiac and she ends up she ends up befriending our protagonist and their relationship forms as a, a very big as a spine of this story of apples Bruce Perky your take on this film by Greek filmmaker Christos niku if I'm
2: yeah uh well back in the early thousands we had a green conure my wife and i named apple and uh it used to sit there and it would laugh and say apple a lot we had to get rid of it when we got um kids because you know they can kind of bite and stuff but um i'm thinking now maybe i can trade the movie in and get apple back give them this movie instead because yeah this movie was a slog this is s-l-o-g capitals all the way around i uh I didn't notice till afterwards and looking into it a little bit that it was part of the Greek, kind of the Greek weirdo film movement.
0: Greek but weird ways. Greek weird yeah, but,
2: but during it, without knowing that I had written down, is this Yorgos Lathimos on Quaaludes? Because it, <laughs> it, it touches on the weirdness and you can kind of feel the weirdness, but it never, it never goes all in, in the way that Yorgos does. Yorgos has a way of going in on these things and, and you still might not like them, but, when he does it, they're, um, they always have this weird, disturbing and creepy edge to them, which gives them some, some bite and some spirit that you like I said, you'll either like, or you won't like. This movie to me was kind of an interesting idea that kind of went nowhere, um, And for example, like all of the tasks he's given, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to lead up to something. And there's even hints that they might be indoctrinating them or doing something weird by doing all these tasks and eventually leading up to something much more. Who knows? We're not sure yet. I didn't feel like that ever paid off. Uh, And I think the tasks he actually did were, okay, that's what happens in life. And I guess that's kind of the point. You do these things in life. And if you're going to become a person again, you have to just learn how to do mundane things that doesn't make it an interesting movie at all. And I would say for me, this was one of the hardest watches I've had in a long time. I, it was, this was the long, this is, this wasn't even 90 minutes. Was it?
0: This is 90 minutes. Yeah. It felt like
2: this felt like five or six hours. This was just interminably long and interminably useless to me. And, uh, and at points it was trying to be cute. And I was like, no, Mm-mm. No, I'm not having it. I
0: hated it. Full disclosure, after Bruce Perky saw Apples, he, he mentioned on our AOL messenger, not AOL messenger, on our Facebook messenger.
1: I oh, was basically, AOL messenger.
0: I wish, I, I wish we could bring that <laughs> back, right? AOL messenger. But anyways, for the FB messenger, he was basically warning me and Eric about Apples, about his displeasure over the movie. And he said something interesting. He said, either probably you or Eric will think it's brilliant. After I saw it, I immediately... A message, Bruce. Back, I go. I prefer oranges, and look, I, I was I meant to say this, and I'm not trying to troll Bruce. I, I was I forgot to actually mention I do prefer oranges to apples as a fruit. But this movie, that's 90 minutes to me, is a brilliant, close to masterpiece filmmaking by by this this filmmaker, Christos Nico. I loved this movie so much, really moving and really introspective about. I don't, I'm going to tell you guys what it's about, but it's very subtle in its filmmaking. The actual tasks are very arbitrary. There is a huge barrier to entry because there's going to be a lot of people who will not like this style of filmmaking. But for me, it just went right in my lane. Bruce was correct. One of us will probably consider apples to be brain <laughs> filmmaking. That person is me. Apples, I highly recommend this film if you really are in a meditative, reflective state. If you are not, I'm not saying you weren't, Bruce, but I'm I'm a certain kind of makeup of a person will really, I think.
2: I was in a cataleptic ra- state by the end of it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> cataleptic, catatonic. Who knows? A lot of different states. Currently, I'm going to bolster my <laughs> my review with Rotten Tomatoes. It's getting a huge high score. It's an award winning thing, and uh, th- I, I know that's a horrible thing to to ar- to use as my armaments against Bruce's objectives on apples, but it's getting high praise. But in Bruce's defense. This is a taste, your own taste kind of movie. So there's a barrier to entry regarding apples. For me, it's four and a half stars. Eric Holmes, how
1: do you start apples? Uh, Actually, I'm kind of speechless because I figured I would be the one that liked this the least. Um, This is probably, I'd say probably about three and a half, three and a half. I kind of want to go four. But I, I want to mull over the that hypothesis I have, because depending on where I come on the other side of that, this could be a four-star movie for me, maybe even higher. Because I, I think there's a lot going on there that I caught on, but there's, a, there's just that little <laughs> thing. Nope. <laughs> I, not. I, I, well, I, you don't know what it is, <laughs> I, guess, I, can I, guess. Can
2: I guess what it is. I think what it is, but yeah.
1: What's that?
0: I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> we can't, we can we can't say that. But Eric gives it three and a half stars. That's a solid recommend. Bruce Porky to, inc- and is that five star for you for for apples? What do you think?
1: Yeah, mark it five stars. Star.
0: I'm sorry. Oh wait, one wait, half, wait. One, half star. one and a half. I'm sorry. One You're half. coming one, one half star, one half star to apples. Eric, what say you on that? I what? don't get
2: it. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> it angered yeah. me. I, that's what. That's when I start giving those kind of scores. When I go from the point of being. Just not into it to being angered by it. I was angered by this movie,
0: Eric. Did you tell him? Did you tell Bruce after we re- recording, we're actually not doing a cinema hodgepodge, but we're doing a, a spoiler <laughs> on apples? Did you tell him? No, I don't care. No, you can no. spoil it. I can, can go for it. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. We're not going to waste any more time on, on apples, anyways. Half star for Bruce Perky. Four and a half from me, and three and a half from Eric Holmes. Would love to hear what you guys think about Apple's, which hits theaters on June twenty fourth. In all fairness, Bruce does not want to know what you think of Apple's because he does not want you guys to see the movie. Okay, so <laughs> let's be that. That's a fair warning. A fair warning for you guys, whether you see hey, this movie or not. Yes, sir. Yes, but Eric Let's
1: say you're watching the movie and you don't like it. At least like go on YouTube and look up the uh, the, the theme song because that song is really. Freaking good! It, it had like a what well, what's that song on uh, a Ghost Story? I'm not gonna sing oh, it because I, I, you uh, know, I yeah need, yeah okay you're right, right. I don't okay. need to pan and scan. Yeah yeah. Don't, don't, yeah I'm not gonna, I'm gonna pan and scan. That's how we get that. But yeah. but it had that kind of it had that kind of uh energy to it. Okay. In fact, that this movie did kind of have a Ghost Story energy. Not quite as good as a Ghost Story, but I I think there's a lot more going on here.
0: I man. just can't understand. Yeah. I can't. Sorry, Eric. I can't understand why Bruce is not. It's, didn't give this movie at least one star because there are so many scenes of our hero putting apples in a little brown bag i thought that oh, would yeah. be just did you not find were you not moved by, the, my, by notes, the my
2: notes my notes <laughs> he eats <laughs> lots of apples <laughs> i also wrote 30 minutes in hopefully something happens soon 60 minutes in
0: apparently not
1: <laughs> they're slow so, the bag of apples i hear they're good for memory yeah, and
0: then he takes and then he takes him out see yeah he, Bruce, don't you like movies with weighted symbolism behind it? I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> but not this one. That is so awesome. Actually, that's an awesome rating. I'm not trolling that. That's very, very cool. Hey there, classmates. Tune in to Middle Class Film Class every Monday and Wednesday for weekly movie news, streaming picks, and one deep dive review. The Batman trailer. There was a teaser. There was a
2: trailer. Trailer one. Trailer two. Final trailer. I don't know if it's the same one. How many trailers do
0: we need exactly? Leave an email or a voicemail to join in the discussion.
1: Oh. Yeah, buddy. All right, awesome.
0: you're going full Danzig.
1: Right, I am. My my people trans- yes, have no power over
2: me.
0: <laughs> now here's a movie that I will not say anything. I'm just going to let Bruce and Eric anchor this one. This is written and directed by Peter Strickland. It's a we've we've done a previous episode spotlighting his previous movies. I believe it's In Fabric and The Duke of Burgundy. Bruce Burke is a big fan of Peter Strickland's work. Bruce, why don't you start this off with this segment regarding? a review of Flux Gourmet, which by the way, is in select theaters on digital and VOD on June 24th.
2: Yes, I will do my best. And I will at some point tap out to Eric because he's seen it a little more recently than I did. I think a little. Actually, I
1: haven't. I, I didn't get around to watching it again. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay. So we're,
1: we're we're both in the same we're both we're in both, the same mood.
2: I think we're both almost a month out from watching yeah. this movie the first time so I'm going to go through what I can remember the best I can do it um first of all it has uh, I'll, I'll list some of the people that are in this some of them are 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 long standing people in his movies especially um uh Fatma Mohammed she is in I think all of his films and she plays the head of this kind of this music artist group and they're at this uh, artist collective uh, retreat, sort of a place where they basically have to kind of put on performances and become masters of their craft, I guess, or something like that. Anyway, they are under the tutelage of um, the head mistress, or what do you want to call her, Gwendolyn Christie, who you probably know from um, what is Game it, of Thrones, uh, Game of Thrones? Yes, most mostly people know from from there. Uh, you also have Asa Butterfield or Asa Asa and uh Ariane Lebed. so basically what you have here is the usual weirdness of peter strickland uh i would say i'm overall a little bit more disappointed in this than i than some movies probably because i had like really high expectations too um but it's very very odd movie so if you like odd like we were talking about, I guess, depending on their taste for artsy odd movies, this may be right up your alley more than apples or less than apples. Who knows? Depending on your taste. Uh, The basic idea is that they do these things where they make food, but they combine it with strange audio performance. And then they all get together and have dinners and they make speeches and they have orgies. And there's a guy who's supposed to be basically, um, kind of recording it all and writing all this inf- information down for posterity. And he has an ongoing problem with his, um, with bowel movement issues. There's um, almost like a Steve, Steve zoo movie. There's like a group of terrorists that didn't get picked to be in this collective that are trying to get them. And they're called the, uh, what are they called? I wrote them down the mangrove Snacks, And those guys are trying to stop things. Um, it's a very, very odd and interesting and weird movie. Uh, my biggest complaint to this movie is that it basically sets up a pattern after about 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes of events, uh, which is very unique and very cool. But then it kind of repeats variations of that pattern for the whole movie. So for me, I started getting more and more tired of that. I got diminishing returns. And I started to be like, I want this to escalate. I want this to go places. And it did kind of, but it didn't kind of too. So I guess that was my main disappointment with the movie. Overall, I still think it's worth it. If you're a Peter Strickland fan, I think you're probably going to watch it anyway. I think you'll get a fair amount out of it, but I wouldn't say it's even close to his best work. Bruce, you're would off. you say, Sorry, Bruce, go.
0: would you say that you were more dis- disinterested or you didn't like the actual execution of the variations or did you not like the actual aesthetic of the waves upon waves kind of rhythms of it?
2: I liked the aesthetic and I liked I liked most of what it was doing. I just didn't like the way it progressed. For me, it was like um about a 25 or 30 minute short that kind of got repeated and just variations on a theme, and that was the problem for me. It didn't I didn't feel like the actual ongoing narrative propelled me enough and gave me enough difference as it went. Now I don't see what Eric thinks as well. I think Eric might like it a little more than I do. So we'll see. There now talk about weird humor. This movie is full of weird humor, for sure. So if it strikes your fancy as far as that goes, there's some pretty funny stuff in this.
0: Okay. Eric Eric Holmes, your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Um I'm uh love this movie a lot more than Bruce does, but as you know from listening to this podcast, I'm a fan of the hard arts, and uh, I uh, <laughs> look into movies a lot more uh, deeply than Bruce does. Yes, um, that's
0: true. That's true, Eric Holmes. Yes,
1: no, I I, I, I really <laughs> dig uh, I really dig Peter Strickland's work, and this one. So this one started off with a guy that has uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and he has gas, and he's always holding it in. Uh, because he's a, he's a afraid of uh, people rejecting him. You know, oh, oh, he's farting and, uh, f- you know, fuck this guy. It was set in a collective. So almost immediately, I'm like, oh, that's a fart metaphor for the vulnerability of putting your art out there. Holy crap. And if you know me and my penchant for hard art, I also like fart metaphors, which this movie is great at. Um <laughs> but basically from that point on i looked at this less as uh less as a uh, narrative which a lot of the peter strickland movies the narrative kind of works but you're you, there's a lot of symbolism in a lot of what he does you you're the experience for that peter strickland experience it's so abstract a lot yeah, of times. Yeah. and it almost got it almost got a little too much for me because i'm looking at like they're in this uh kind of alcove sort of thing and then there's uh the the one woman on the on the right with the red dress and the the guy with the ibs on the left side and i'm just like well what does that mean and then they (laughs) they have a close-up of someone it's like there's a bookshelf but there's one book that's orange what does that mean (laughs) so um it's unfortunate that we saw this movie like what was it like a month and a half two months ago it was a while a month ago (laughs) yeah three weeks ago had we been talking about this like a week after i saw it i would have just been I, I wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to shut me up about this because like i had so many theories about all this stuff that goes on and i, I just need to watch it again but i th- this was one of those movies that as it went on like my brain was just firing on all cylinders just trying to pick everything apart uh the different um different ideas in uh hypothesis hypotheses that he had to say just about uh art in general um because different the different characters represented different types of art you have the 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 guy with ibs that you know he has he has something creative in him when they wants to get out but he's afraid that the world is going to reject them for it. you got the uh uh the fatma muhammad her character She's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing this, and I'm doing this exactly the way I want to. And fuck you if you don't like it. And then you got the the uh, a Butterfield who kind of represents the uh, I'm just here to play bass, man. You know, um, yeah. And so it, it was fun watching all those kind of all those kind of characters play together in that sort of way. And I uh, I need to watch this movie again and just like do a full on spoiler because there, there's a lot to say about this movie, yeah. and I really like it.
2: Can I add to it? I think that I have a suspicion on this that I'm going to like it a lot more as time goes on, because I have a feeling this is almost, it it is and it isn't, it's almost like um, Big Lebowski where the plot doesn't matter, but all the little interactions is what you're going to enjoy over time. And I think if I go back into it with a different expectation, I'll probably like it at least a half star or a star better. And I just wanted to mention a couple things. One is, of course, you can't fart without art. That's obvious. And second, um, flanger, flanger.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is, this is a bit, uh, um, prime movie nerdy stuff, but they had that break in scene where mm-hmm. they were wearing the danger diabolic mass. Yep. So that, yep. that's in there. I got excited. about yeah. that. I
2: mean, the more I think back on it, the more I do like a lot of the stuff in this. And I think if I give it a little space and come back to it, I think I'm going to like it even more. And this is, this is a director that I think works that way too. I think a lot of his stuff is like that. When you come back to it, you like it even more. So, and
1: and the cool thing about Peter Strickland too is he's one of those. uh, um, Like, first of all, I I love this movie. Um, I'll I'll just do five stars right now. But uh, let's say I hated this movie. He's one of those directors. He's like in just like that perfect place where he's allowed to make a bad movie as long Mm -hmm. as he's swinging for the fences. Like, hey, I tried a thing. I I hated it. Sucked. Whatever. You're going know, to watch the next thing? Fuck yeah, I am. Because, you know, he he's like the kind of the guy, like, if he's going to make a bad movie, it's because he tried something just off the wall and maybe it didn't work. Well, he's also one of
2: those directors that's kind of like, if you like David Lynch or De Palma, those yeah. directors that are like super obsessive about their particular things. And you, as you see more and more of the movies, you see that like they're really into certain kinds of things and really uh, – really like to obsess on them. And I feel like he's one of those directors too. You can see he's constantly working out similar themes and, and he's getting like a a group of actors too. I love that kind of stuff. When you start seeing the same actors appear, like he's building this kind of oddball repertoire. And I I have a feeling he's like in the next 10 years, he's going to make an absolute masterpiece, like even more than what he's done so far. Something's going to come out by him.
1: That's just going to blow everyone away. I would say anyone listening to this, like if you like uh In Fabric or Duke of Burgundy, listen to Bruce on this one just lower your lower your expectations. And then you're gonna watch it and go, What the hell was Bruce talking about? This yeah. was awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I might be saying that myself in a year. So like uh, I'm already admitting I, that. I,
1: I think you're right too. And I think that just goes with his movies in general. Like uh, yeah. you know, maybe you're watching it it's like uh, you know, not doesn't work for me. But then you go you go back to it, and it's like, oh, well, you start thinking about this scene. You start thinking about that scene. The next thing you know, you're watching, you're going to go, this thing's brilliant. Why, yep. why didn't he skip this? So that is Flex
0: Gourmet, written and directed by Peter Strickland. It is in select theaters on digital and VOD June 24th. Bruce Burkey, your rating on Flex Gourmet?
2: At this point, I think I'm three and a half, but I'm likely to grow on this one. So, okay,
0: three and a half to grow. And that's five star banger for you, Eric Holmes. Yep. Would you consider this a masterpiece, Bruce? Was Bruce was saying masterpiece?
1: It's five stars, right? Is it this? Like a- this uh, we we talked about this with Matty Doe. I don't think I can star rate Peter Strickland anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, they're all just, uh, and I can't remember what stars I gave his past movies. But like the more I think of them, the more I love them. And so he's just kind of like one of those. It's like they're all five stars. It's just a, a matter of what version of five star it is on that particular day. Okay. He, he's just he's just too much of an artist to deny. Even even if I watch one of his movies and I hated it, it'd be like, normally I get this one star, but I must be missing something. So I'll just give five stars and hope I'll figure it out sometime down the road. Probably not the greatest way to review a movie, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into hard art, guys. And this is how I do things.
0: Hard art and hard fart. Okay, so that is Eric Khan's Five stars for him and three and a half stars for Bruce Perky. Next up is Murder at Yellowstone City. A movie that I told Bruce Perky, do not see this, Western, because I was thinking that this movie would stink, would not be good at all. It might be even like a half star like Apples, might be one of those kind of movies. I think it was like a straight to DVD on demand, one of these forgettable films. To top it all off, it's, at, it's it runs at 126 minutes. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, forget this movie. So I, I foisted the movie on air combs and me, since I'm a huge Western fan, that's probably... My number one genre, as well as noir. So I said, maybe I'll give this a, a nice pass. Maybe, who knows, maybe I'll really like it. Anyways, Murder at Yellowstone City centers on a person in a sort of a, it, it's, I, I think it's set in, where is it, Montana? It, I, I think it's set in somewhere, in, well, it's set the in west. the, in it's the set West.
1: In the West.
0: And it's specifically, I think it's 1861, Yellowstone City, middle of, the, I don't know if it's the gold rush or whatever.
2: Gold, which you all came here to find
0: brings you nothing but destruction and disaster.
2: I want to get as far away from this place as I can. It is an evil place.
0: You got to quiet those hands. Come on. Don't let the violence unsettle you. This is my town. and these people good or bad? Than my people what matters is war and order
2: there's a fugitive he, he killed people
1: i am innocent
2: that man he left me his horse how could he be the killer how'd he get there with no horse
1: he's an innocent man
0: i'm gonna put this killer in the ground
1: I've no men like your sheriff. do righteous
0: to be right. Let me tell you about justice. Kill a man in this town. Everybody knows there's a price to be paid. Now, what about the truth?
1: Kill all those men. You got to do something, Pop. You're
0: all murderers.
2: Richter.
1: <sighs> a necessary end will come when, when it will come. Loda! Oh God! Drop it. So much
0: for your divine grace. One of the denizens of the town, he strikes gold finds gold up in those mountains. The interesting thing is a lot of people, a lot of the miners left the town, left Yellowstone City because they couldn't find gold. And now suddenly gold is found. Everything, Everything's happy. He comes back to town and he tells everyone his streak of good luck, buys everyone drinks, everything's good. The Only problem, a couple problems though. He, le- he leaves his ragged wife, his long suffering wife back in the ramshackle cabin they have out in the middle of the forest so he he tells her the good news, she's excited, but he immediately leaves her, and he goes into town to to basically drink a lot to to whore, to whore himself out and what happens at the after an end after the end of the day of just celebrating, he goes back home and near the camp near the site where he found the gold, he' is murdered in cold blood. So what's interesting about westerns is there's a lot of westerns you have all these really, really interesting constructs. this movie is has its share of tropes. But what's an interesting angle is that this Western is actually a part who done it, like who killed this person? You and the rest of the movie, the most of the rest, of the the rest of the narrative, you have to figure out who in the town killed this innocent and once happy gold digger. This yeah. So, anyways, Gabriel Byrne, he is the sheriff of the town, and he he wants to, He believes that they're the, the 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 stranger who's played by Isaiah Mustafa. He's just. A mysterious man, mysterious black man on a horse, comes into town. He's already—I'm um, sure some of the people in town are racist, so they're already suspicious of him. But basically, of most them of them are. A lot of them are. <laughs> of course, the time times of the times, right? They're they're racist against him, and they immediately—and and no help from the lawman, played by Gabriel Byrne—they immediately believe that this guy is the killer. They're going to string him up. They're going to hang him. But Thomas Jane, who plays the Reverend, the preacher of the town, he he gets some interesting information that this guy. This mysterious stranger may not be the killer. Richard Dreyfus also stars as a, the bartender of a, the local salon or saloon. Saloon, And there's Nat Wolf, who plays the son of Gabriel Byrne, a host of really interesting actors. Amy Garcia plays the local prostitute who finds herself, who was sort of a, a little bit of a flame from the guy who was killed. There's a lot of different plot elements behind this movie. Murder at Yellowstone City. My mother saw it last night. She loved it. I absolutely flipped for this movie it has some flaws. I mean, maybe it could have been cut by maybe 10 minutes, a little bit tighter, but I actually like the whole excess of it all. So it wasn't really a complaint for me. I really liked a lot about murder at Yellowstone city and I'll probably purchase it when it hits it's on digital and, and on demand when it hits Blu-ray. I'm going to probably purchase the Blu-ray Eric Holmes. Want to hear your thoughts on murder at Yellowstone city.
1: Yeah, this was a pretty fun Western. A uh, good whodunit. Um, the characters in this were really good, too, which I guess you kind of you kind of need when you're doing a murder mystery. Um, but they're not stock characters in Western. Sometimes you'll get stock characters in the actual. Uh, some of them were. But yeah, I'd say some like uh, Richard Dreyfus, for example, um, uh, he was he was gay, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's not something <laughs> that's not something you normally like uh, the whole town going against the black guy totally makes sense uh uh openly gay guy in a uh, town that's not you know looked down upon or beat up it was a bit weird but I I appreciated that that was in there yeah this this was uh this is not kind of a it's not really like the world on fire type movie but it had some good stuff in it um a couple things like uh I don't know if this was a mistake or if this was a choice but uh thomas jane's character has like a irish accent in parts of this movie and most of it he doesn't but he has the irish accent only comes out in really specific situations there's a there's a part at the beginning where he's doing the the sermon Sermon, yeah and it's not a strong irish accent but it's it's kind of almost there it 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 almost feels like uh and, and that this is why I'm not sure if it's a mistake or not, because it almost feels like his character was Irish, um, developed a Western accent, and it just kind of comes out sometimes. Does that make sense? Makes sense, yeah. Kind of like when someone's you know someone got an accent, and then they affect another accent of where they're living, but their old accent kind of sneaks in sometimes. That's kind of what it felt like, which is also kind of, yeah, that, that was just, uh, it threw me off a bit, but it was still kind of interesting the the Done It is uh did you guess actually, correctly i actually the the who done it mystery is not bad yeah did you guess I, correctly were you correct you know with these type of movies i don't even bother <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I just kind of sit back and go let's just watch it because whatever i pick it's either going to be the obvious one or it's going to be something like just completely out of left field and this one was kind of this one kind of rode that line pretty good um This would be a movie I would think Bruce hated, but I thought he would love the last two movies. So maybe this is what you should have watched. Yeah, Yeah, this is an interesting, you know, it's one of these
0: things that has all these big ideas and has really interesting characterizations. And it goes for, there are some sympathetic characters that under a lesser Western, you think they'd be safe, but this Western does not. Yeah, discriminate on who gets killed okay and i love this you and i a couple of years ago we saw that what is it that corbucci film the great silence and one of the reasons yeah. we love the great silence bruce did I, I, you, I think, did you I, get think a kinda, I, I think this kind of i think this kind of gets in that area yeah, it, it almost gets to that yeah. classic Corbucci level, but I mean that's Sergio Corbucci. You never got to see it, The Great Silence, did you, Bruce? No, no, okay. I've got to
2: remember to put that in the box just so I don't yeah, get it, so get, I get around to it. <laughs> so. Are you? Oh, wait,
0: are you? I never thought. Are you a Western guy, or you're not a big Western guy, right?
2: I, I'm not a big Western guy, but I I like westerns.
0: Right? Okay, you like westerns. Yeah. yeah. No, no this this one doesn't get to the Sergio Corbucci plan because Corbucci to me is right right with Sergio Leone on that level, but Murder at Yellowstone City is surprisingly. Good. I just And it's a rewatch for me. And yeah, I was surpri- I was literally surprised at how much I really enjoyed this film. And it didn't discriminate with who actually ends up dead in this movie. I, re- It's uncompromising in its filmmaking and storytelling. It's directed by Richard Gray. Again, because I don't open my emails, I was offered an interview with Gray, but I, I, I just opened it after I watched it. It's too late, too late to interview this guy. Then we could have a- actually, you and I, Eric, we could have asked Richard Gray about Thomas Jane's accent in the movie. You know what? What's the motivations behind yeah. it? that? That would have been very well,
1: probably not, because if it was a fuck up, then he probably wouldn't <laughs> want to talk about it. You wouldn't want to talk about I, it. I, I think. I think. I think. Yeah, think of it that way. Think of it. He's like an Irish. Uh, uh, he came from Ireland, and he's affecting a Western accent, and the Irish accent just kind of sneaks in once in a while. That's probably the best way to go about it. Okay, so that is
0: Murder at Yellowstone City. It's theaters, digital, and on demand. June twenty fourth. If you're a Western fan. I'm giving this movie, I was thinking four stars, but it's been a day since I've seen it. This is a four and a half star film for me. But again, the caveat is I'm a huge Western fan, huge fan of Murder at Yellowstone
1: City. Eric Holmes, your rating
0: for Murder at Yellowstone City.
1: Uh, I'll probably go three and a half just because the ending gets a little stupid. and and But good stupid, by the way. Just because it's stupid doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> Not for me anyway, because I'm in the hard art and I like stupid sometimes. But uh, yeah, the ending get might get a little silly, too silly for some people. But uh, yeah, it's got a it's got a a really solid murder mystery behind it, and it's a decent uh, decent western and some really good characters. So give it a shot. Yeah, Murder at Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone City. Really enjoy this movie.
0: Interesting. Okay, so that is that is that film, and we have one more film. It's a movie that is only seventy four minutes. It's called Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes, and oh my gosh, it centers on this couple. There's, there are things that we cannot say about Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes, and I don't want us to, to say because there is a big reveal in the movie that we're oh, not yeah. going to re- reveal. But let's just go with the official plot synopsis behind this. It centers on a couple. One of them, the the husband, is a he's a, a complete leech and he's horrible. He's a horrible human being. His wife is long suffering. She inherits a dilapidated castle and the movie begins with them actually going into the castle and the husband complaining about how much he hates it now because it's so dilapidated and they're going to have to put so much money into it before they sell it and make a profit. And it's a very interesting character piece within the first, uh, maybe close to almost the first half of the movie. and then And then it becomes something else. And that's, yeah, are you thinking maybe maybe is this a horror film? Is it a thriller? Is it jalo influence? This movie was influenced by supposedly by European cinema from the 60s and 70s. That's that's what the director at least says in his statement regarding it. And it is a beautiful looking film and it's very atmospheric atmospheric at the base level. And the lighting is immaculate. So with all these elements said, beautiful, atmospheric, lighting is amazing, gorgeous to look at. Does this movie work? as a movie bruce Berkey dawn breaks behind the eyes
2: well when i started this movie because i definitely right out of the gate got the euro retro euro horror um kind of homage sort of thing going on and i was like and i just watched apples and i was like oh oh boy here we go this is gonna <laughs> here here we go again and uh I, you know I, I started really getting into the vibe a little bit of the first part like you're talking about and um yeah, during that first part, we keep hearing like uh, voiceovers, or we have these kind of little interstitials with like a, a person talking and stuff, and maybe hints that it might be haunted, or there's like a there's like a chest in the basement. So you're getting an idea that it's going to be like either a, like you said a giallo, where someone's going to be stalking them, or there's some kind of a haunting. And at some point, I almost thought like, is this going to be like a a Euro horror version of Beetlejuice? Like, what is this exactly? Um, And I was really intrigued by it. And it started to get more and more overheated, more and more kind of melodramatic and heightened. And um, I really started to get into the vibe. And then it does a hard turn. And the hard turn's pretty cool. (laughs) I kind of like the hard turn. I'm not going to say, obviously, we're not going to talk about what the hard turn is. And then the hard turn kind of turns again at some point towards the end. I have to be so vague. I'm so sorry. Um, I love the performances in this. They're, They're... they're appropriately campy, sort of uh, a little bit heightened, but also they can get grounded when they need to be. There is another movie I would compare this to, which I can't be, and it's not on the list that you talked about. I can't describe that movie because that would actually give away something that maybe is happening in this movie as well. And by the end, do I know exactly what was happening? I don't think I know exactly what was happening, but I maybe know what's happening and i'm wondering if both of you know exactly what's happening but i have an idea either way i ended up really liking this movie a lot this this is i ended up just getting into the vibe of this movie and it's 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 trippy like you said it's trippy it's campy it's not really very scary but it's got some horrific moments uh, i i like this quite a bit
0: bruce are you also a fan that it paid homage to a, a time in cinema but it wasn't a slavish homage, meaning it, it didn't get caught up in all those tropes or that, yes. you know, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and it became an homage. It became a multiple homage kind of a thing, I think, which once again, not saying exactly what happens. And I think that was to its benefit. Some people probably will not like that, but I was afraid it was going to be the straight kind of a parody version all the way through. And when it didn't do that, I was, I was very happily surprised by that.
0: It's directed and co-written. i um, probably butchering his name by kevin kopaka and i oh i'm so glad that you liked it bruce let's go to eric holmes did you like it as much as bruce perky dawn breaks behind the eyes the reason why i received i got this link for all of us is i'm thinking oh this is going to be a movie for bruce and eric and i'm so and that it's sort of a mea culpa for me sending you guys like apples and <laughs> <laughs> oh wait sorry eric You're you're on the mute
1: I, I said I like both of those, so.
0: I know, yeah, I'm so glad that you did, so.
1: This was a Tria Copa, oh. <laughs> something, I don't know. Um, yeah, this, first of all, Don Breaks Behind the Eyes. Uh, my Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. The Scary of 61st? The Scary of 61st? These are how you name movies. Because you remember oh. them <laughs> when you name a movie, uh, I don't know, um, sphere or what sphere. How, how, dare, how dare you, sphere? <laughs> I, I don't know any other movies named Samuel apples, Jackson. Th- th- Samuel th- th- Jackson,
0: doesn't Hoffman. That's a great
1: movie. Th- th- I, I'm just saying that it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't speak on the quality of the movie. Sure. So some of these movies are really good, but when you have a when you have a, a name like. My heart can't beat unless you tell it to. Or Dom Breaks Behind the Eyes. You remember that. Yes. It's like, uh, what did, did you watch uh, did you watch um Shakedown? Uh which one? There's like five. I'm looking uh, on IMDb. Dude, there's five movies. Dude, Peter Shakedown. Weller. Peter Weller? Sam. what who else? Who else is in it? Is I don't it know. Peter, I just threw Sam Elliott?
0: <laughs> yeah, my God.
1: Yeah. But uh kudos <laughs> on the title. Um, I yeah. this movie kind of okay. This does that uh oh actually Scary sixty first. It does that thing where it it looks like an old movie. It looks like a jalo of its time. Yeah. And then, well, are we assuming this movie is shot on film? Or I don't know. I'm, I'm clueless. Is I, I don't know on- if it was. And and actually, after Blue and uh, the Wild Boys did the same thing, where it it doesn't look like a movie that came out today. It looks like a movie that came out, you know, in the seventies or whatever. And it legitimately looks like that. And but there was like some parts of it where it's like, oh they're trying too hard. And then the thing that we can't talk about, it's like, oh, okay, that all makes sense now. <laughs> so pretty much everything I didn't like and for the most part I did like uh actually I liked this movie a lot. It even the parts that I didn't like, I retroactively liked <laughs> <Right>? it. <laughs> You know I'm just gonna stop talking this movie's really good just watch this I'm gonna stop talking because if I keep talking i'm gonna give give stuff away but uh this, this movie uh i i really appreciated that turn and that turn uh solved a lot of problems that it had early on and uh yeah you not know, we weird that's we weird can't, I, we I can't I... talk about it just, uh, just check it out it, 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 it if you like Jell-O's, this is gonna be right up your alley And if you don't, stick with them
0: anyway. Yes. Dawn breaks behind the eyes. Here's the thing. I said 74 minutes. Actually, the runtime is 76 minutes. This does not feel like a quick movie. 76 minutes, it's a full meal because of what Bruce says. There are a couple of turns in the movie. It's like getting three movies, maybe even three and a half movies for the price of one. You may, if you really love the first movie and you dip into the second movie and you're disappointed. You might get a little bit pissed off. You might get a little bit yep. pissed off. Okay. Yes. That or, or you can do it. What happened with Eric? He was a little bit frustrated with the first segment a little bit. And then he got to the second and he goes, wow. Okay. Made it, made the whole thing look differently. Bruce liked the whole thing right, right off the, right off the cup, the whole thing. And for some reason I felt, I am so in love with this movie. I love every, this is a German film. And I was hook, hook line and sticker. The whole movie, I don't know. I'm giving, am I giving it points because this movie isn't a $100 million film? Maybe, but for whatever budget it, they used it. So the production design, the score, the composition, like Bruce said, the performances are excellent. I think it checks off all the boxes for me. So, and at the end, maybe when we're done, when we do a cinema, we're going to, after we record this folks, we're going to do a little quick cinema hodgepod where Eric and, and Bruce are going to talk about some of the recommendations for the week. And we're going to put that on a separate feed. Maybe we'll do a quick three to five minute, just analysis of the ending, because the ending of this film will have, like Bruce was saying, Don breaks behind the eyes. There will be so like a lot of different interpretations because the ending is so layered. And I found it to be very I found the ending to be, I don't know how, look, I'm just going to say one word, Eric, describe the ending. You found this movie, the ending to be what? One word.
1: It breaks behind. Me. <laughs> okay. Bruce, one word. You, 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 you,
0: uh, you, failed the test. Bruce, yes, you, one <laughs> word for uh, Don Briggs. You found this movie to be what? Uh, the ending to be what?
2: Mm, I would say the ending would be. I kind one of, is, I want to use a lame word. Like epic. I kind epic, of want to say epic, epic, epic ending?
0: Epic. Yeah. Okay. Going back to you, Eric. One word to describe the ending of this movie?
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know.
0: No, you don't know. You're not good at the Mad Libs. <laughs> my, yeah my my brain's not my brain's not working right now. Okay, okay, um, so that's fine. That's fine. Satisfying. Satisfying. Good. That's a good. That's a good <laughs> that, cool word. That,
1: that, that's a good I, word. Yeah, that's about that's about as good as I can Very get. Good. good as
0: I. My word. Uplifting. Absolutely uplifting. We're gonna actually talk about the ending. Maybe a little bit of a spoiler thing. Maybe three to five minutes. And you can check that out on our findyourfilms.com website. Let's get to ratings behind Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes. Again, it is going to be on digital platforms, specifically, specifically digital platforms on June 24th. Let's start with you, Eric Holmes. Your rating for Dawn Breaks Behind the
1: Eyes. I'll probably go four stars on this one. Good four stars, very, very I good. I like I started off. I was like, oh, this is gonna be two stars, like and then <laughs> and then it it picked up pretty quick after that.
0: Okay, Bruce Pokey, your rating on Don Briggs Behind the Eyes?
2: Uh I'm going to go 4 stars too, partially because I think there's some things I don't quite get and I think if I get them I might like it even more, but I'm 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 going to admittedly be the dumb one on this one where I'm like I'm not quite sure what ha- is happening, but I kind of like everything that's happening, so I might go higher, but right now it's 4.
0: 4 stars for for Bruce Pokey, 4 stars for Eric Holmes. For me, this is a I mean this is almost even room to grow. This for me is almost a 5-star banger, but I'm going to give Don Briggs Behind the Eyes Already four and, and a half, four, you can already put it up. Five star banger. No, no. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it's one of these things uh, that I i feel like, oh, oh very good. <laughs> on the Google Doc, Eric Holmes put 6.9 stars. No, it's not a five star banger. This is four and a half stars for me, but high, just a, a huge recommendation for me. I, again, we're going to talk about a little bit about the spoilers behind this on our separate feed. That is it for our featured reviews. Now, again, if you want to get, let's see what else. We can talk about, we're going to, We're gonna, again, we're going to talk about the recommends. It's been a long episode. Recommends, Rewinds, Cinema Hodgepod, that'll be on a separate feed. Let's go to a very quick, before we go to what's in the box, there's a short film plug, Bruce, that you want to give to our listeners?
2: Oh yeah. I wanted to give a quick short film plug because I mentioned this movie, this little short film way back. I don't know if you guys remember way back. I did The Old Man, the movie- Uh, the Estonian uh, film, stop motion, weird, crazy comic, comedic uh, movie. And one of the co-directors of that movie did his own short called Bad Hair. And uh, that director is Oscar, uh, I never say his name right, Oscar Lehema. That was not available. It was only in, um, when I reviewed it, it was only in the festival circuit. And he had gotten me a, a, a screener on that. And I don't think I don't think Eric had ever watched it either at that point. I don't know if either of you still have watched it, but it is now currently available on Vimeo for free. And I relinked it and posted it out on all the socials. And uh, I was just talking to him today. He actually reached out to me. He's like, I want to get more eyeballs in this. I want to, I want to have people see my stuff and I want to make more movies and all this. And I'm like, okay, well I'll start uh, doing what I can do to get it out there. And I've, uh, put his name out to a few people uh but if you haven't done it go to vimeo and look up bad hair by oscar lehema and uh watch it it's a short probably about mm, i don't know it's about 10 10, 12 minutes uh it isn't for the squeamish i'll just say that it does get gory it is a horror short but it's a very funny and good horror short
0: okay that was a nice plug but let's just say bruce so one of our listeners says, "Okay, well, Bruce, it's good that he reached out to you, and you like both of both of those films. You liked his film, and you liked the short. What make? What they ask you? What makes Oscar's work I- unique for you? What What is it about his stuff that you like?
2: Well, he's just he's doing really interesting and unique stuff. I mean, to see somebody, I, I hard to say because this is a live action short. It's not a stop motion short. To see someone that does a, a really effective, well done, really high production value, effective horror." live action short, and then to turn around and do this almost slapstick, crazy, uh, almost like South Park level uh, animated stop motion feature, that's a pretty interesting breadth right out of the gate for a filmmaker. And then on top of that, coming out of Estonia, like what Estonia doesn't, as far as I know, have a huge film community. I've seen a couple films from Estonia, believe it or not. Uh, it's pretty great. And uh, to to get the word out on, on directors from around the world, like maddie doe and other directors we've talked about i i I just say the more the merrier for
0: that kind of stuff okay that is that's cool that is oscar lehema the filmmaker behind the old man the movie which bruce reviewed back in the day and he also loves that short bad hair and we're, we're gonna leave our the link to the vimeo link on our show notes for find your film for this episode now, before we get to our box movie, Eric Holmes, you've been silent for the last minute and a half. What does Pete do other than supply you with merch? With you, other than Pete supplying with you, you, what is the name of the apple juice you're drinking right now? What is the name? Apple uh, juice? What is it called
1: it's apples,
0: is apples? It's apples. It's <laughs> apples juice. Apples juice. Apples other juice. Other <laughs> than Pete, other than you buying a Beta's glass for middle class film class and his
1: pink shirt, which is lovely by the way, middle class film class pink shirt what does Peter beta do for us on a weekly basis well let me take a quick sip out of this middle class film glass and i'll tell you <laughs> that looks tasty oh that's some good ass apple juice that apple juice makes me want to dance we need some music in here hey yo pete drop that beat who's in the box uh, what's in the box you lie no what's in the fucking box
0: all right, folks. We are back from the Middle Class Film Class sponsored episode of Find Your Film. We love Middle Class. with Those guys are over at Middle Class Film Class. We are closing the show with. Before we close the show, by the way, oh, we'll we'll get that to the end. But let's get to a what's what's a, this week's in the box. It's a friend of the show actually su- suggested this movie to Bruce Perky. Tell us about it, Bruce.
2: Yes, Maddie Doe of the Long Walk and Dearest Sister, and um, what was the other film you saw? Chantilly. I haven't seen Chantelé. I need to see Chantelet still. She had uh, at the time that um, we talked to her on, I believe, the Long Sip. She had suggested a couple of movies, and one of the movies she had me put in the box was Eye of the Cat from 1969, directed by David Lowell Rich. Uh, this is available all over the place, by the way. Um, I actually watched it on Shutter. You can see it there, but you can you can find this movie a lot of places. It's pretty easy. It is an American movie. It stars uh, Michael Sarrazin as a Wiley. And if Michael Sarazen is is one of those guys that if you don't know his name, you'd probably know his face if you watched anything from the late 60s, to early 70s. He's one of those actors that showed up a lot. Or sure if
1: he, you're like me, you'll mistake him for, is that Jason Blum? Yeah, <laughs>
2: he, he could be a lot of people. He, he has that kind of look, you know? Uh, and uh, Gail Honeycutt plays uh, Cassia in this, and his aunt, Danny, his aunt, uh, Wiley's aunt, is played by Eleanor Parker. Now, this... It's a pretty hilarious movie. This is one of those, we talk about three star bangers. I would say this kind of is solidly in that camp. I think it's a little better than three stars, honestly, but let's just say for, for all of oh, that's why purposes, it's a three star banger. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I would say it's kind of in the that three category. star banger is not
1: a three star movie.
2: First of all, the great thing about this, there's a lot of things about this that are great, but 1969, you're in San Francisco. you got tons of location shooting. You're right in the midst of hippie uprisings, So you're going to get a bunch of hippie culture in here. But the basic concept of this is it's a plot for a inheritance. So this is a classic story, right? So this uh, young woman, who is the hairdresser of the aunt, goes and finds the kind of estranged grand or this estranged nephew of this woman. And that's that's Wiley. She finds Wiley. She says, hey, Wiley. Uh, your aunt's about to die and y- if you we can get her get you back there and get you on the will and then kill her we can get all the money and he's you know he's like sounds good to me I guess he doesn't like his aunt that much and um he he then goes off with her to go and reconnect with his aunt and his aunt apparently loves him the most. He is like the the, the golden child in her life. So when he shows up, she, he's just expected to be loved again and ha- so happy he's back. And he shows back up at her mansion. She's in a wheelchair, by the way. Uh, he shows back up at her mansion. And before that, we found out that the one thing about him that's kind of unique, because when he's talking to the young woman and they're talking about the plot, he just about freaks out because there's a cat in the room. We find out he's got a, a incredible aversion phobia of cats so when he shows up back at the aunt's house to say hi aunt and ha- aunt is in like a oxygen tent barely alive whatever in her room we get a nice 360 pan of her bedroom and there's probably a good i don't know 100 cats in there that's,
1: and so, that's, and so comes the movie. that's on
2: the low end <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie is ridiculous in a lot of ways but it is constantly watchable it's got twists and turns. This is like super low rent Hitchcock. This wants to be Hitchcock really badly in almost every way, and it isn't. But it is a lot of fun. And there are a couple sequences. There's a sequence with the wheelchair that I want. I don't talk about that is absolutely fantastic. There's multiple sequences with cats that are absolutely great. Uh, and there's a couple twists that are pretty darn good too. Uh, it's this is this is fantastic. Oh, oh yeah, so, but yeah.
0: I was yeah, my my bad. I was muted, folks. Yeah, yeah. I, Eleanor Parker is actually a very popular actress from back in the day, from the I believe the 50s and 60s or 40s, 50s, and 60s. She's very popular so was she good in this? So she was good in this as well. Just she a-
2: she was, but they kept calling her like the old lady, and I'm looking at her like she doesn't look very old to me. Why do they call her the old lady? She looks like she's like maybe 45, you know, yeah. but whatever. I don't know. There's
1: some uh there, there's some uh weird sexual tension between the aunt and, and her uh, nephew, which is sure. kinda I, I got some Jules Dassin vibes on this. Uh just cause you know that you know they're setting up the they're setting up the score and then you know, we get to see how it plays out. And probably so the guy has he has a fear of cats, but he also has a hang up with uh early on he has a hang up with uh um Allies. I don't
2: Allies. alleys and and
1: cats. (laughs) And then I don't know. I don't know what we want to give away, but that there's a point where kind of the jig is up, but then he doesn't care. (laughs) It's like, you're trying to kill me. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, can I get the, the the, the way, the way these characters kind of interact with each other are like, okay. There's a lot of parts in this movie. that are cliche, but the way the characters uh, react to the cliche are not at all right. how you would expect someone to act like that. And I think that's what makes this movie kind of fun. Because, like, you know, you hear the setup, and I'm like, okay, I know what this movie is. Well, just keep going. You don't know what this movie is. Nope. And, and it's not that weird. But it's just the the way the characters kind of interact with the, uh, with the uh, things that are going on is just, yeah, this is a cool movie. That's it a is really a cool movie. movie.
2: It's a cool and, and and just it's just one of those movies that I could see it being on TV, you know, late night TV when I was a kid, and just popping up and ended up watching it. I want to give extra kudos to the fact that in this movie they made sure they had a sequence at like a hippie a hippie cafe slash nightclub or coffee shop or whatever that was, and made it sure to include a cat fight between two women in a hippie <laughs> yes. bathroom and. That alone was worth the price of admission. And there's a lot of scenes that are equally as fun
1: as that. Yeah, it's a like a that. cardboard box full of trash they kept making. I know, it. right? <laughs> it's so gross.
0: Okay, Bruce Perky got this quote specifically from Manny Doe. This is what she had to say about I the Cat. Quote, there are so, 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 so many cats. It's wild. And so often what is considered, quote, cat acting is probably cats being tossed or thrown onto the human actors. True. The plot, while a bit crazy and over the top, did end up thrilling and it was quite unexpected. I love that seeing a cat glaring at the screen could be so sinister. could be so sinister, like all the time. Ha ha. That is Maddie Doe. She is known for her dry wit and black humor and great films. We all love the long walk. And again, Eric Holmes is a Primo expert, you love all of her films, right? She's sort yeah. of unrateable because it's like five star bangers for all, all around. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, it, it's a waste of time to even give it a star rating. It's going to be a five. It's just, is it going to be a high five, medium five? Just all They're classics. All high fives.
0: Okay, so spe- <laughs> yeah. speaking, of, speaking of ratings, what is your rating of Eye of the Cat, Eric Holmes?
1: Three and a half or three star banger.
0: This is like.
1: this is like a bad movie but it's not a bad movie it's just a really good movie but like this is like one of the like dc cab people will look at dc cab and go that movie sucks but it's it's so bad it's good i'm like no it's actually so good it's good this is kind of one of those like three star banger then for you yeah yeah three star banger not three stars Three-star banger.
0: Three-star banger. Bruce Perky, what'd you got?
1: I'm
2: exactly the same as Eric. I would have said three and a half, but I'm like, no, it's a three-star banger because same thing. This is a movie, like I said, if you watch it on late night TV, you'd watch it all the way through and have a great time watching it. Like William Castle movies. William Castle movies generally aren't great, but they're like this. They're absolutely entertaining and and fun and and weird and just a little bit odd in their own way.
0: So, yeah. Okay, for my cinema. Oh, yes.
1: One last thing I want to point out. I'm not afraid of Cats. I'm allergic to them. They've sent me to the hospital more than one occasion. Cause I get anaphylaxis around some of them, but the cats are cute. They don't scare me. These fucking cats, cats are creepy as shit. When they start making those gremlin noises, which I think might be why this is a three star banger, it was the gremlin (laughs) noises kind (laughs) of set me over the top on this.
0: So that is, I have the cat. Seems like a very interesting movie to watch. Speaking of interesting movies to watch, again, going back from our Cinematics Facebook group members, Ryan Smith said, I've been watching a lot of Korean cinema. Here are some of my recent favorites. Number one, The Thieves. Number two, Assassination. And he also cited that Hong Kong film, that Donnie Yen film that we all really enjoyed called Raging Fire. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. I love that. And then our buddy, Matt Stillman said, I'm going through the Spike Lee films I missed and stumbled across, quote, Passing Strange, which I hadn't even heard of. Like his David Byrne film, this is a version of a Broadway musical. He's really good at this stuff. Bruce Perky, do you think Spike Lee is an underrated filmmaker or is he not one of your films? You're not a big fan of his work in general. Or is it a mixed bag, maybe?
2: It's a mixed bag. I think he's underrated as a documentarian. I think he's overrated a lot of times as the other type of films that he makes. But (laughs) I'm surprised. He, He is like M. Night Shyamalan he consistently makes movies. I consistently give them a chance. And sometimes they blow me away. And sometimes I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But I'm always
0: interested in seeing what he puts out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely interested in seeing what he puts out. Speaking of, what's, uh, speaking of what things that are being put out is something that actually Bruce Perky, I believe reviewed on this episode on Find Your Film a couple of years back. Jason Kleberg, the head honcho over at the Force 5 movie podcast or the Force 5 podcast, however, however you want to call it, really cool podcast. He says, I just watched the Caller, which I'd highly recommend. It's filmed like a play and stars Malcolm McDowell and Madeline Smith Osborne. Go in blind and you'll never know where it's headed. And I apologize profusely to Bruce Perky for not heeding your advice, Bruce Perky. Are you gonna to apologize too, Eric? Because I have, did
1: you see the Caller? Did you listen to Bruce those years back? No? We we I don't I'm, think so. But you know, if it was called like Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes, I probably yeah, there wouldn't you remember go. <laughs> if I saw it like which which colour are we talking about? Because on IMDb, I bet you there's like twenty movies called The Collar or Collar. Right. Fair enough. Bad title withstanding, Eric
0: Holmes going throwing it to you, Bruce burkey Is Jason right regarding the collar 1987? Is it an yes. upscale? Ooh,
2: okay. Yes. And the thing about the collar, and once again, I won't spoil it either. Almost the same way as Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes, you'll watch the collar and you'll judge it based on what you're watching. But then when you find out some things that are actually going on in the collar, it will totally adjust your view of what you've seen for the whole movie.
1: Real yeah. quick. Is it the collar or the collar? It's, it's the okay. collar.
2: Like somebody <laughs> okay, showed up right. at your house. Like you have a collar, like, like a, like a gentleman.
1: L L E R.
2: Yeah, like okay, the gentleman uh, collar has shown up you at your go. house. But that's not exactly
0: what's <laughs> very, happening. Very good pundit words. Finally, Mitch Burns, our buddy Mitch Burns, he's a he's a writer. He's an entertainment, he's a cinephile, and he has his own Facebook page called The Hollywood Persona. He writes there as well. He said, enough said with James Gandolfini and Julie Louise Dreyfus, is a gem that isn't talked about enough. I love that movie. Bruce or Eric, have you seen Enough Said?
1: I have not, but I, I, I've i heard that's good. I need, to, I, have, I need to get on the ball <laughs> with that one.
2: Yes. I do too, and I think I might have put it in the box, and I might put it in there again. So it'll be one of those things I draw twice because it's in there like three times. But uh, I need to put it in the box. I need to see that movie.
0: What about Move Over, Darling? A movie from 1963, which Brian O'Connell just posted up IMDb link without any kind of words. He just, you know, just wait, no words. Okay, Move Over, Darling. Brian O'Connell will check it out. Lastly, Peter Beta says, "Do watch Brian and Charles in theaters now." Bruce, are you are you mad that I didn't get us the links for Brian and Charles? Oh, mad, you're just, so mad you're, you're mad that you even, i saw
2: your interview and i'm like oh okay i see how it
0: is you got an interview
2: okay that's fine we didn't get to we didn't, we didn't get to see that that's moving fine.
0: forward uh yeah i'm gonna cut that out peter <laughs> bruce would have hated it anyway yeah yeah that's I why I threw you. You, that's why i threw you apples i'm thinking apples <laughs> that bruce berkey would love so anyways
1: get apples you get
0: oranges and regarding oh before you keep on shaking but don't watch peter beta said don't watch the m night Shyamalan movie old should i watch old or not is old i liked old old. i like old old. is a great
1: comedy um i I wouldn't go that far old's like uh (laughs) the twist at the end of old is Mm -hmm. where they needed to start the movie oh like like, Mm -hmm. like condense everything in that movie take that twist and that's where you begin the movie. And I I think with uh, M. Night Shyamalan, that's where he fucks up most. Like, when he gets a good twist, you know, that's really good. But sometimes his twist is like, cool what happens next cuz now we now we finally started the movie old's an example of that i okay. i liked it and needed to go further with uh with what they did and don't don't stop at the twist that's the beginning of the movie
0: and Just sarcasm aside bruce you said it's funny it's a comedy
1: eric yeah. recommends old would you recommend old oh. for, in a, in a
0: comedic way to watch it i guess on that yes. different angle okay yes my
2: son and i went and saw it and we had so much fun laughing at that movie
0: how dare you? Eric Holmes gave a serious review of old right there in here. You're laughing. You're just laughing at old.
2: Huh? It has I'm a character thing. named midsize sedan. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> wait, wait. Bruce isn't. Bruce isn't wrong. But I, I think <laughs> I, I think old is like oh well, fucking uh, murder at Yellowstone. Yes. So the guy comes in. We we didn't mention this in the review, but guy yeah. comes in with the gold. And uh, hey, our town's kind of there's no one here, but I found a thing of gold. We're all rich, and and he wants to share it with everybody. I, I'm thinking of uh, there's another version of that movie where you follow that. We get to watch the town uh, yeah. Be, yeah enrich itself and mm-hmm. rebuild itself, and and kind of come together. You know, it's not a you know it's clearly not a murder mystery, but it, it'd be kind of happy to see everyone kind of get along and and hey, we're gonna we're gonna pick ourselves up uh we had this uh we had this windfall and let's let's do something with it and that's not the story they told they told a murder mystery which was fine and um old's kind of like that like the story they had and then the twist that they had kind of mm-hmm. worked it at least it worked for me but i wanted i wanted it to go further i i wanted i wanted them to start at a different point of the movie just go in a different direction and i think i think it would have been better off for it I'm going to push back on Bruce. Bruce,
0: you were making fun of names like midsize sedan. We actually highly rated a film where in this episode, where one of the one of the main characters in the film is called Sandwich. Remember that character named Sandwich? <laughs> that is Don Bricks behind the eyes. Maybe one of the Sandwich. best films ever. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, Bruce. Let's. What is your selection for what's in the box? Oh, uh, this was
2: suggested by um, David Gulick. Uh, mm-hmm. It's level sixteen. From 2018, directed by Danishka Esterhazy.
0: Oh, level! Thank you, David Gullick. And I believe Dave, David Golick is actually, he is a reviewer and I think I, I see him on TikTok. He does some really interesting reviews on TikTok as well. So David and uh, we will check out. I'm gonna check out level sixteen because you're you're a huge cinephile. I'm I'm gonna give that one a shot. And look at me, I feel I feel like I'm uh, giving Manny Doe the the short uh, end of the stick by not watching Eye of the Cat. I should have seen that last week. Speaking of which, there's gonna be a little bit of a uh, before we sign off and go with final thoughts. We're gonna do a couple of different things next week, and we're gonna see how it works out. Next week we're going to do a director spotlight. Okay, we haven't done director spotlight. I, I spotlights and I'm thinking about it over a year. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually do a gumbo pot for the director spotlight. We'll do two films by well, Eric. What is the name of that director we're going to do next week on Find Your Film? That spotlight. Do you remember? You're on mute right now. Any, uh, any. Uh, yeah, do you remember
1: the uh, see the, he did uh or Fifi. Oh what the hell T- is his name? <laughs> Very good. He, he, he's Heart really Rafifi. good at suspense, but he's not yes. Hitchcock. Never and on Sunday. He's a little better than that, but Oh, that's just oh, my boy. Opinion. oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Uh Jael J- 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 Jules Dassin
0: is his Jules Dassin. Yes, we will be spotlighting the filmmaker Jules das and he's an expatriate we'll give you guys some insights on his life and we're gonna we're gonna cover what movies are we covering next week specifically eric holmes
1: got a night in the city a uh, sequel to sex on the city. And we also have thieves highway <laughs> thieves highway. Okay. Very cool.
0: And then uh, we're also going to cover a couple of featured movies next week. And I don't know if we're going to do director spotlights every week, but maybe we might do it. I'm, I'm going to ask Eric and Bruce because they're the ones, they're the ones in charge. Maybe we'll do a director spotlight once every couple of weeks, mix it up. And then on the, the, the weeks we don't do director spotlight, we'll do maybe even more recommendations. I don't know. So that's it. Eric Holmes,
1: any final thoughts? Uh Yes, I do have one. I, I posted this on the cinematics, but my friend uh, Derek Silkman, he did a short called The Headliner. It's a, a, a short film about a comedian, and they're raising money to do a feature length of that short. And so uh, I know some people have donated <laughs> to it. Uh, they're trying to raise $15,000. They have 10000 already. And they want to raise another fifteen thousand for a total of uh, twenty-five thousand. And uh, they got an IndieGoGo campaign going. And uh, Derek silkmans i have I, seen him. I've seen him act, and he's quite good. And I've seen the short. I really like the short. And I just want to see. I just kind of want to see him uh, get this full-length uh, version out. And so, anyone that wants to throw down on it can. Um, I have not yet. I will do this on Friday when I actually have I spent all my uh, funds on the middle class film glasses <laughs> this week. but uh, yeah, they're at uh, 7200 right now. So they're more than uh, they're about halfway there. Yeah. Cool. And ho- ho- hopefully hopefully we'll get uh, Derek Silkman on the show. maybe uh, maybe he wants to come on and talk about his uh, movie once they uh, get it crowdfunded. We'll see what yeah. happens. Sounds but, good to me. Yeah, good times, okay. great oldies. Good, 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 good. And
0: leave. We're gonna leave that that link where you can actually support his uh, his work, his film uh, down below on our show notes for the podcast. Final thoughts from Bruce Perky.
2: Uh, I would like Eric to team up with me and let's do some. Let's go out with some Gremlin cat sounds. <laughs>